this feels like we we recorded the last episode like two months ago. Yeah, <gasps> everything's happening at the moment, isn't it? I know. Yeah. Both everything and nothing is happening at the moment. Mm. It's a weird state. Yeah, it feels like everything is sort of on hold. People are not really focusing on anything else than what's being written in the news at the moment. Mm. Um, but at the same time, there are so many things coming out. I feel like you and I, can we always... We haven't really been able to focus because it feels like there's so many news being published about what's happening in the world and like all the new regulations and everything just changing around us. And it's hard to focus. We haven't been very productive this week. Mm. Um, we did play. I don't think video anyone's games. been productive this week, having spoken to heaps of people about their working from home experiences. Nobody's <laughs> feeling particularly great about the state of the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's I mean, also hard, right? Because you're like every every five minutes, you're like, "All right, what happened now?" And you're like, "Oh no." And then you're like, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get some good news every now and then, but mm-hmm. now it's all just getting worse. Yeah, everywhere. and then it's like, oh, maybe I should stop reading news. I look at Twitter. <laughs> I don't think anyone ever thought this was a good idea, and it's, it's not because then when you look, it's like everything is either related to how to revolutionize your working from home experience or related to the coronavirus itself. Mm. <sighs> yeah, so that's uh, it's quite annoying. Yeah, mm. uh, it is interesting to see everyone's everyone's like working from home experience, and maybe this will help certain companies work better remotely. I mean, we talked about that last week, right? It, this is not a normal working from no, home environment. No, it's it's really not. But I think like for me, it's just like we, Kai and I've been working from home for the last four months at least, and Kai, you for you, me, it's been yeah, the last you, fourteen you years. Been, I don't know. You, you've been. <laughs> I wouldn't say that long, but you've been working even longer. I saw you in an office for a few months, Kai. (laughs) (laughs) In general, we are pretty used to working from home, and this just doesn't feel the same. Like, nothing changed for the two of us. Like, our working situation is very much the same as before, but it just feels very unsettling and i feel like i'm not very motivated to i I think i will be motivated soon again but i'm just not very motivated about working on an app um at the moment because i think overall like people people do like this is meant to be something that people who have small businesses can use and like i think many small businesses are in limbo at the moment and i think people are just not thinking about how like which Mac app they should use for their time tracking at the moment. And they probably shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it is a great app once you settle in and like the remote work that you do start to track your time uh, that you spend, so you're not like working too much if you if you don't want to work too much. But at the same time, it, I don't think people are thinking like, oh, what's the best app I can use for this? It's just not really the state of the world at the moment. But overall, um, if. Uh Considering that a lot of small businesses are struggling, it's it's a great time to order your month supply of coffee beans from your favorite local coffee coffee roaster to mm. buy uh, gift cards from whatever uh, brunch place you like to to usually go to. Like it's a it's a good time to to support all of those. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think that is something we should still. Yeah. Yeah. If 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 people have still disposable income, that's a good time to to kind of pay ahead for things. Yeah. Or, or just, you know, if if you're like, oh, I can't really afford to potentially lose that if they go out of business and don't want to buy a gift card, buy buy a larger stack of coffee beans. I mean, I know you want to drink them fairly quick. You don't want them to go stale, but it might still be a good time to to buy a little bit more to to help your favorite local businesses uh, as much as possible. Yeah. And if you can, if like 
even taking the coffee bean example, even if you don't finish them in an acceptable amount of time and they go off or whatever, like it's still good because you're keeping that business alive so Mm -hmm. that when this ordeal is over, you can still enjoy their freshly roasted coffee beans. Mm. Um, And I mean, realistically, a lot of people will drink more coffee at home now. So it's Mm -hmm. also a good time for home home coffee consumption so even even mm. if you buy uh, some more beans than usual and try to experiment yeah. like coffee is actually quite a fun hobby to yeah, have yeah yeah i feel many people might be like oh i guess i buy instant coffee now but don't, don't go to the don't sink to that level people we're better than that it's still we can still have a functioning <laughs> society let's not go to instant coffee just no but use, it's also it's a good opportunity nice to like buy some more coffee and experiment try yeah. with different try different grind sizes and see what it does to your coffee right we're, we're all stuck home a lot more than usual mm. And there are a lot of fun things that can be done at home. Yeah, and I see many the- people who are picking up like baking or cooking more, mm. and you can do that with coffee as well. So yeah, and it's like there are so many factors in coffee to make a good coffee, right? Grind size it has a big impact, like your your immersion time for whatever brewing method you do, and there are so many things that you brewing can play technique with as well. Yeah, so yeah. it's like it's it's good to have things that are that are still fun and still enjoyable at home, and it's a good time to pick up new homebound hobbies at the moment. Mm. So. Video games is a good option. Coffee is a good option. There's so many things where where we can where we can still have the best time at home that uh, that we can. Yeah. If you're in uh, if you're in Sydney, I can give a couple recommendations for good specialty coffee roasters that you should mm. try and support. Um, I guess this applies for all of Australia. I don't know, but definitely Sydney. Um, you've got Five <laughs> Senses and you've got Whitehorse. They're my go-to's for home coffee at the moment. Mm. Um, but Single yeah. O is also good in Surrey Hills. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I really like those. Mm. Um, in Vancouver, Moving Coffee and and Modus Coffee are our go-to for coffee beans. Mm. But there are, there are so many and whatever. Like if it's a good time if you tend to go to larger chains, they will most likely survive. Yeah, you know, don't they don't need that much support right now. I mean, yeah, I obviously there's some of them are franchised and yeah. like they're they're locally owned. It's it's not nothing is ever as simple as that. But like if if rather than going to Starbucks, I think it's a good time to go to to your local coffee or order from your local coffee shops. Mm. Yeah, I must say I'm slightly. I mean, obviously being uh, locked at home at the moment, I can't actually go out and still like I would still buy takeaway coffees if I could. Like support. There's a there's a really good local cafe near our home that's independently owned, and you know I I'm there all the time when I can be good to support them but yeah i haven't been able to do that and it's slightly it's slightly annoying because it's like that's the kind of um business that would be it'd be quite upsetting if it happens to go under mm-hmm. um it changed ownership recently i mean a year i say recently but it was like a year ago yeah. but like you know i don't know how much for lack of a better word runway a company like that has like um mm. you know they employ a lot of people in the local community anyway things like that but mm. be good to be able to go out and support um if you can but actually you mentioned sorry hills and speaking of sorry hills i saw a really cool thing online yesterday um i don't have it handy so i forget what it's called but it was like essentially you buy either a 150 dollar or a 300 dollar gift card and the the money is evenly split amongst a bunch of restaurants and, and cafes and bars and things in surrey hills and it's basically a gift card that you can use later on um okay yeah it seemed pretty cool so like they get the revenue now it's split evenly and then they'll all take it as uh, a form of payment over the next however many months Mm. um that's also a a good idea for people who might not have enough disposable income to potentially lose it right that's the thing if you're like buying large gift cards now and those businesses do go out of business that's a loss Mm. but having something that's split across multiple in in an area at least uh you kind of support Mm. all of them and as a result of that the probability of you being able to uh, claim it after 
after however many months we'll be in the state uh, is a lot higher. So that's a good idea. I like that. Mm, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I've just pulled it up uh, while you were talking, and it's called stilllocalstillopen.com. <laughs> okay. Um, and it looks like there are 11 places that you can use um, this gift card at. And yeah, you've got mm. your two two options, your $150 and your $300 pass. Oh, wow. Um, that's a large, oh. large, large well, number. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Um, but I guess when you're splitting it between like 10 yeah, or 11 yeah. places, they're mm. getting like 15 bucks mm. each. Um, mm. But it's a pretty good initiative. So mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, mm. yeah I've um, seen a lot of cool. our coffee shops here being creative too. Like um, Moving Coffee, one of the ones very close to us. Um, because all um, restaurants had to be closed and all coffee shops had to be closed for any kind of dine-in exp- like offerings. Uh, so they're like driving around uh, the like the greater Vancouver area um, to deliver coffee beans to people, mm-hmm. like just by by themselves because like the shop is closed, right? So might as well go to places, write on Instagram, "Hey, I'm currently in Coquitlam. Anyone who's ordering within the next hour gets coffee beans delivered." Yeah, um, and that's the thing. He's also not getting people to come to a shop itself. He's yeah. coming to the people, mm-hmm. and I think that's really that's really good. Mm. And I've seen a lot yeah, of sounds really different coffee uh, coffee companies in particular trying to be creative and trying to figure out ways of, of making all of this work. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's not just coffee shops. I think there, no. are, there are so many other, but I think this is just, that's just a perfect thing that I think many people still want to have at home. So I think it's a good start. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's also about, like, it's quite common especially like the coffee shops that we go to they really are supporting the local community and the people that they employ and Mm. um, sort of the opportunities they provide whereas um i don't know like it's i find like the restaurants i tend to go to are probably less independently owned but the cafes definitely are so Mm. um from from that perspective it's well worth i think Mm. supporting the the ones that are employing people from the community that can't that wouldn't be able to make it through this without some support kind of yeah. thing. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, a big chain of restaurants, they're going to be fine. They, mm. you know, they'll, they'll recover in six months time and, and get on with their life. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But also oh, it's, it's so depressing. Like <laughs> we also all have to be like a bit more flexible to support. Like some of those, if uh, I don't know, um, ideas that, that your local businesses have might not sound like exactly what you want, but still support it, right? If someone's like, hey, we're delivering uh, something that you're like, eh, I don't really need that. This is a good time to still support them despite it not being exactly what you're after. Mm. Like just, just trying to keep everyone afloat because everyone will try their best to figure out ways of staying afloat during this time. So it's also good if if you have the income and you you're a person who still has income right now it's a good time to support even even things that you would usually not buy if if we would be in a normal situation mm. Mm. we all have to come together by staying as far away as possible from each other and find, sending money over over the internet <laughs> that seems to be a safe way <laughs> yeah yeah quarantine the money for 14 days yeah. can't spend it yeah. Speaking of things that were only uh, going over the internet, uh, Apple announced some new products uh, without a special event this year. Mm, without a March event. Yay! Yay! I made it. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Are you guys excited for any of the things that were announced? I, I find most of them, at least to some extent, interesting. Mm. I agree that they're interesting. Um we we are not the most iPad loving people, um, but I thought all of the announcements were good and interesting. I'm glad that they were announced that these things were announced. All right, you um, mentioned the iPad, so let's start with that one. <laughs> yeah, cool. cool. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, um, you, I mean, you do have an iPad, so that's that's a that's a good starting point. Are you interested in getting this? Which iPad yeah, I do you have? I kind of want the new one. Yeah. So I have um 2018, the like cheapest one you could buy in 2018, the <laughs> like the one that they did for education. So it oh, supports yeah. the Apple Pencil. Um, mm-hmm. but it it was like the equivalent of like the no Pro, no Air, just the iPad, iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what number generation it is, but it's really good. Like. I like, like, so it's interesting uh, because over the last week, my iPad has become so essential while in quarantine. Um, <laughs> there's two aspects to this. There's the one of watching more Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the the second aspect of video calling. So, video calling has become critical both for, uh, like, personal life, but also for work. So, mm-hmm. now everyone's working from home uh so, um, you know, during the day I'm on video calls for work and then in the evenings it's like video calls to friends and family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I am kind of tempted by this iPad just given how much my iPad usage has skyrocketed. I actually got mm-hmm. a notification this morning about screen time and my screen time was up 150% this week, which is oh, well. really bad, but I'm also not going to judge to like myself or anyone too much for extended screen time usage um but you don't want to know how many hours per day it's embarrassing (laughs) yeah like Um, i think (laughs) screen time in combination with the like movement reminder like the the watch um all of your watch um reminders to actually get moving those are not great when you're in quarantine it's like what what do you want me to do here no exactly Mm. um in my defense, I have closed the rings every day of quarantine so far. Oh, really? Uh, because I'm, f- it's an, it's a struggle. Like it's, you know, it's annoying. But I'm mm. forcing myself to like my my Apple Watch target is not particularly high or anything. I think it's two thousand two hundred uh, kilojoules per day, which is like just over five hundred calories. Um, but it's something that like if I hit that as a minimum while I'm stuck in isolation, I'm pretty happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I'm hmm. making an effort to do that. I haven't got anywhere near that today, but um, there's still time. There's hmm. like 10 hours to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um, so, so, yeah, so that's making you feel like you might should buy a new iPad? Um, it's not making me feel like I should. It's making me want one. It's <laughs> uh, Buying a new iPad at the moment would be about the dumbest thing I could do. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I have quite a list of dumber things, if, if you're curious. If you run out of dumb things, let me okay, know. Okay, sure, but... It doesn't make sense to buy an iPad. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with my current iPad. Um, it's probably not the time to be spending big chunks of money on things you don't particularly need or to big corporations anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just just given the state of the world, and I know that contributes to the recession, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it is very tempting. And, and the, like, the thing is, if uh, I think if anyone gets this new iPad, a lot of the advantage comes from the new keyboard stand mm-hmm. and the pencil so when i priced all that it was like <laughs> 1800 australian dollars yeah and it's like well for that price that's almost a new laptop um but it's so not a new really pencil right it, but it's cool. you, you, it's, yeah. not, it's the same pencil as you have right the previous 11 pro the, no because so i've got the first generation one. pencil oh, okay whereas this one is the second generation mm. pencil so would need to buy a new pencil yeah <laughs> which um, is to be to be fair a huge upgrade just because you don't have to make yes. it stick out and it yeah. looks like something oh, that will oh, both I poke your eyes out and break at any second so having it yep, just good point magnetically <laughs> adjust is quite quite nice hmm. but if we're just comparing this one to the previous generation ipad pro uh not a lot has changed i mean the cpu change moved from the a12x to the a12z 
Um, oh. I think there's no change in CPU. Maybe clock speed, but overall seems to be fairly identical. Mm-hmm. GPU seems to be faster. But, I mean, the iPads were always plenty fast. I don't think anyone will upgrade from the previous generation iPad Pro to this one for for faster GPU. No, I think what it would be would be the LiDAR, right? Yeah. Then I just want to quickly run through like the changes just so we're, we can then focus on the LiDAR because I also think that's interesting. One. Okay. So the other one is um, the it has faster LTE. Cool. Uh, it does support Wi-Fi 6. So just in time for us getting a vi- Wi-Fi 6 router, um, the iPad is now Apple's second device to support um, Wi-Fi 6. So that is... Um, cool um added that to the list of things that makes me want to buy an ipad slightly more um <laughs> because you're using <laughs> yeah yeah never mind Go on. <laughs> Go on. um and then uh obviously the the new camera array so you now have a second camera so you have the white one and what apple calls the white and ultra white cameras and a lidar uh which so is these are, wait so it's a wide the ultra wide and the lidar and the lidar so it's not three cameras no okay so it's anything, everything that the, the current ones that are in the latest uh, iPhone, apart from the two um, X one. Yeah, it's kind of like the iPhone eleven cameras. Okay. Um, yeah. plus lidar. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. So you lose the portrait one. Yeah, I thought the, I thought there was a portrait one as well. No, hmm. no. Um, and I think that's a uh, th- that seems like a good call for an iPad in particular. Like I wouldn't use. <laughs> I wouldn't use an iPad for a lot of photography, yeah. but for yeah. like, you know, you, you sometimes use it during FaceTime calls to show people something. It's perfect for that. And you want to have a wide yeah. angle. Yeah. Um, so I think for for the iPhone, I, th- I would have liked the portrait camera. For the iPad, I think this is the right call to go wide and ultra wide. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm not taking photos with my current iPad. It just feels clunky for that, especially if you go with a larger one. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think this is definitely something that will be most more useful for the sake of AR experiences. Yeah, and that's interesting, right? We're we're now so far ahead in so many parts of where Apple is with AR. Like the lighter, realistically, mm-hmm. what it does at the current state is it's way better with um, to detect depth. Like you, you had the the dual camera array before to to kind of use optical to figure out depths of objects, but that's not as accurate as lidar. Lidar is down to a few. I don't even know potentially. I don't know what Apple has in there, but it could be down to millimeters accuracy um, for depth, which is perfect for anything kind of occlusion, right? So if you have an AR scene and you have AR objects within your scene, and you have someone walk in between your point of view, so the iPad and your object it can now perfectly occlude the ar object in the scene Mm. based on the actual object walking through the scene Mm -hmm. if that makes sense for that it's super it's great right apple's really trying to do that but it's it's lighter just makes this way way more accurate and way more reliable it's also a lot quicker for for a user to set it up right yeah, there's no plane wanna... detection yeah, as yeah. far as i know so you can just sort with your ar scene directly you don't yeah. have to do this point at the floor you know yeah. it's like you just draw an ar app and mm-hmm. you're good to go the uh, go slightly off track here but the oculus quest that doesn't have any lidar right? no no that's okay yeah, because based. that has that you have specifically have to tell it where the floor is for that right 
No, it, it, it can infer it, but it uses optics for that. Okay. So it do just you, looks at where it thinks the floor is. Do you know if there are any VR headsets at the moment that are using LiDAR? No, because you don't... I mean, maybe they are. I don't want to say none in the world. No one's ever done this. But it's not... You don't need that as much because you're usually tracking things that have tr- are designed to be tracked. Like your controllers have like a light array. Yeah, yeah. Like an infrared light array okay. to then be able to track that. But if you would want something like an AR headset, this would definitely be more useful. Yeah, I would... If if, if we ever see Apple shipping those, yeah. I, I would expect it to be lighter in there. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the point, right? I feel like Apple is so far ahead now in their entire infrastructure and ecosystem for AR. Mm-hmm. But we're still seeing comparatively little like apple committed to this for i don't know how many years now when did we see ar 2017 was ar kit so yeah almost three yeah so i I almost i always been feeling like okay apple is pushing ar kit so much so it's clearly going to be a big thing and it's clearly not going to be used only in the devices that we have at the moment it felt like they were preparing developers to make apps that would work for some type of uh, wearable device mm-hmm. like that's always how i felt and it feels like they continue pushing that but it's still not really ready for consumers to get the perfect experience i don't know but if the so many iPad levels will help committed, for that. right like the software is there yeah hardware has been there for like it keeps going very strongly in that direction yeah, and every yeah. every new device improves the ar capabilities mm-hmm. so i wonder if this device is meant to be like i mean of course it will help you have an ar experience if if, if you're happy using a ipad for that but i wonder if it's also a bit of a test run for how people will use ar in a different in I mean, the way that always been the case like it's so, yeah. all the devices so far have but have kind of been like it always felt like the dev kits for what's to come yeah but at the same time I think the lighter is something you would want in a wearable device. So maybe that's something. But you want that a lighter for anything, right? It just makes anything that's occlusion a lot more useful. Yeah, but if they are planning on putting that in the wearable headset, yeah, and for some reason they are not ready to release a wearable headset, at least they can try out the technology now. Yeah, yeah, but realistically, Apple wants to get to a point where all their devices do that. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's not one is not an indication of another. It's like, of course, Apple wants good AR across the entire yeah. ecosystem apart from uh Macs. <laughs> I think Macs are <laughs> yeah. probably the only the only thing that Apple has that won't probably won't be AR I really think it's focused at all. Yeah. Right? It, it makes no it's it's weird. <laughs> wouldn't make sense. You probably create AR related things on them, but I don't think you'll use them for AR. Yeah, it's like, you know, when you ha- used to have like Skype calls or, or like video calls and you had like an aquarium in your no, background. You oh, it's a, it's people a thing with more. Do that? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think everyone's discovering um, yeah. Yeah? backgrounds and things like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. No, when people have to spend so much time in yeah. Zoom, they're like, all right, let's go through a preference and try all of them. So having your MacBook being in AR, uh, being able to run AR apps, <laughs> that that would be great, but, right? But and what, they can on, the, on the 480 like cameras that they still ship in these stupid Macs. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Anyway, uh, iPad's pretty cool. Um, yeah. It's it's definitely interesting direction, I think, from, from the AR standpoint, because Apple's so well aligned for AR. Mm-hmm. But I f- still feel we're like we're only scratching the surface of what's 
what's exciting about AR mm. and so much commitment is behind that. I don't I don't think a single thing I mean we've been talking about that for a long time, but even more now, there's so much commitment to it for surprisingly little output. I wonder when that will shift. And yeah. I'm excited about it because Apple is actually usually Apple is not really Mm, it's not that obvious of where Apple is going, right? You sometimes see that, like, oh, we have safe areas, but why would we need them? And then all of a sudden, your apps already work if you if you use safe areas. Mm. But this is very obvious that Apple is wanting to get everything in place for then something else to ship. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty obvious that it's not only gonna be an iPad experience mm. because uh, I don't think, uh, like, I don't, I don't see enough adaptation on the like on iPad apps for this. I mean I'm not using the iPad a lot, but I feel like if it would be a headset, this would be the perfect technology. Like it, it would be it would be a headset would be perfect for AR, right? Whereas yeah. an iPad or an iPhone is not as great. But there are definitely still use cases, but it feels like the use cases are more rare on a handheld device. So I feel like that's I mean, definitely... just clunky, right? That's yeah, that's yeah. the problem. It's like holding something to then have it overlaying your view of the mm -hmm. camera with object it's just always feeling clunky it's there are definitely use cases that are already great for it mm. but they're very niche right like i definitely think even even ikea's apps we're mm -hmm. using that when we're like looking into which couch to buy mm -hmm. uh because if you spend a lot more time at home you have to have a more <laughs> comfortable couch um so we're, we're it's definitely useful for those kind of things it's like how how does this fit in here how how tall is that uh bar stool like does it fit into our uh, apartment nicely mm -hmm. those kind of things it's already useful for i i've seen a lot of um real estate and uh, interior design companies mm -hmm. using it to do kind of walkthroughs like uh this is kind of the the design that like people that have designed homes right to to kind of have mm -hmm. all the furniture laid out and all oh wait the, so they would use it they would have like an empty house yeah. and then they would walk through it and see yeah. how okay yeah okay or I've seen that for um, office spaces where you have like essentially an empty warehouse and then mm -hmm. you draw in walls and those kind of things and you do that in in a design tool on a Mac mm -hmm. and then you use that file in on your iPad to then actually show where the walls would be and yeah. where the furniture would be and what the layout of the place would be. Hmm. But those kind of things, it's amazing, yeah. but it's definitely but that, Even niche. that would also be much better on a headset because you could actually do a walkthrough and see. Yeah, yeah but then you would you. need everyone to wear them. And, oh yeah, you know, that's true. That's you know, true. It's, I think for those kind of use cases, they're fine as they are because mm. it definitely helps you kind of visualize what it would look like. And certain games are fun too, but I think there's a lot more to come and I'm excited for that. Mm. Um, how about uh, iOS 13.4 and trackpad support? Yeah, I'm surprised how big of a... That this is introduced in the 13.4 update. Feels like quite a big thing. Mm. Um, what do you think about it? The, the cursor support has been there for a while. It's just been an accessibility yeah, feature it and always, it's used yeah. the, but it's like the Apple TV right? focus engine. Sorry, it's... The, the new one is very different from the original one. Yes, but aren't the APIs more or less the same? It's different in terms of functionality from yep. the user's perspective, but mm. it's just gone from what was previously an accessibility feature and something that most um, developers wouldn't have worried about to sort of mm -hmm. a first-class citizen in terms of interacting mm -hmm. with iPad apps. Mm -hmm. But the but entire interaction model has improved quite a lot, like the way it's being displayed, right? How how you have yep. a mouse cursor that kind of morphs into, into the elements as you hover over them. In general, having hover state, I don't think anyone implemented hover hover state before for is for that iPad? something you get for free if you have an ipad app or do you as a developer have to 
Certain things get it. For like if you have a UI button, it yeah. will automatically turn into like a highlighted button as mm -hmm. you hover over it. Uh, for other things, you have new hover uh, APIs. What about things like the like a table view cell? Would you have to specifically? Say? I mean, table views. I don't even know if you want them to hover, right? But like dragging them around and those kind of things, you get for free if you yeah. compile with Xcode eleven point four GM. I guess thirteen point four. No, oh, there's no GM yet. Oh, okay, yes. No, not yet. No, X but GM. I yeah. assume that you get those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. In, in the yeah. GM. Um, and for me, that's actually. I mean, I know some people don't really like that. We kind of went full circle, and now now the the iPad also has mouse and keyboard support. That's first first like like a proper input paradigm on the iPad. But that for me changed a lot. Like this is. I mean, spoiler, but this is the first uh, iPad I am actually considering buying now. Mm -hmm. Be not because it's what the hardware changed in it, but just because now I see way more use cases for mm -hmm. me to use this because yeah. I do not like holding the thing in my hand and mm -hmm. using my hand. Like, sometimes it's nice for consumption type things and for games, I kind of like it. Yeah. But for, for the other type of workflows that I, that I like to do, I don't want to hold it and use like yeah. my hand. It just feel awkward. Or just using a keyboard and then kind of still having to touch. Yeah. I think um, you and I are similar in that way. Uh, like in this, Kai, that we like, we feel like an iPad would be useful, but it's such a niche product in our life at the moment. So it's not worth spending the money on it. Yeah, but, but I think that that is now shifting. Like yeah. this this input method and this kind of way of using it, because now for me it's a real. I mean, Microsoft figured it out a long time ago. <laughs> um, it's it feels I'm like sure a, Apple is happy to hear that. <laughs> it, it feels like a more truthful hybrid, and I mean Apple's implementation I do prefer over Microsoft's. Mm -hmm. Like it's still Apple did it more tastefully in in a lot of ways. From what? Yeah, surprise. Um, but it, it feels like a true hybrid where you can actually you can actually put it down. Uh, I mean, if you want to buy Apple's four hundred dollar keyboard uh, and with trackpad, that's the whole. We can talk about that separately. But let's say you ha you have you have your keyboard and you have a mouse and you have some kind of stand for your iPad. That is a workflow I would totally see myself doing sitting like while sitting on 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 other like if I would play a game or I want to consume something on, on a couch or try to draw, which I'm not good at. But <laughs> That's amusing. <laughs> but if I would go into those, like I, I do use it for no, sketching, I know. right? I'm sorry, but I'm joking. I think you got to start somewhere. <laughs> Having an iPad makes you, makes you uh, waste less paper. So. <laughs> it's, not about, it's not about me trying to produce art. It's more about I sometimes like thinking or explaining on paper yeah right it's it's just sometimes nice to like draw boxes that are somehow connected or like giving an overview of how something works mm -hmm. or just writing down like all the properties i want to implement and those kind of things i i it's not always it's yeah. maybe 20 15 10 percent of the the things i work on mm -hmm. i'd like to have some kind of pen to paper action and I think the iPad would be really nice for those yeah. kind of. No, I'm sorry. Those. I'm just making fun of you. I you think, don't have honestly, to excuse yourself. I'm I'm not an artist. Uh, no, I know, okay. but people aren't artists. Like people don't start as artists. So anyone who wants to learn drawing could get an iPad and learn drawing on it. I really don't think. It's but I think drawing is not get. the only use case for pencil. Like no, I don't. I've not seen a lot of uh, master artwork from Zach. 
but Zach enjoys the pencil on the iPad, right? Maybe he just doesn't share it. Maybe he's not sharing it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's one it's of those. It's non-existent. It's fine. <laughs> maybe it's one of those. Uh, wasn't Picasso's art was not famous until he died? Well, no one's <laughs> art is famous. So until maybe they Zach's died. iPad drawings in in a hundred years from now will sell for millions of dollars. Mm. Um, but I, I definitely think now it's at a point like it, we're still like the software part is still a different story, right? I I still need some kind of Xcode developer type tooling. Um, so, yeah, that's that's yeah. But even for for, for like I mean web development is already possible in it, right? If mm -hmm. that's your workflow, if your development if your workflow is not making iOS, macOS, iPadOS apps, like if you if you're focusing on web development, that is now becoming a lot more plausible mm. on this device yeah and also if you're a designer i think sometimes the just having the ipad in itself can be limited mm. so if you're able to actually um like have a keyboard move things around easier and even like like then maybe you want to implement it in html then that's mm. that's a really good bridge you don't have to design something first and then move to a different device to implement and it. and also like external display support right now that is like actually interesting because it was kind of weird yeah. before you connect a display and now you can't touch it so it's a bit awkward to yeah. attack with that. So you kind of have this mirroring where you have a small screen and a big screen and kind of doing weird things or certain apps that kind of implemented some kind of access accessory view for your main view. But now that you could actually have a, you know, you could use your iPad in clamshell mode, which is crazy, but also exciting. Like, I mean, there's no not, nothing to close, yeah. but you could have your <laughs> iPad connected to a display, put mm -hmm. it on the side and, and work like you would from a like actual computer. But Kai, why wouldn't you just use an actual computer instead? I mean, that's Ooh, that's also the kind of thing, right? Real question. <laughs> we we are kind of we always talked about how we're approaching our Mac. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this iPad starts to feel like it's the our Mac we were talking about all along. Like if we're now getting more Apple first party support of Pro apps, like if, let's say we get Xcode fully featured logic. Whatever apps you imagine you need, we're kind of approaching that to be a Mac a replacement. If 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 you have all the apps you need on that device, that could be the Mac replacement. And I wonder if, if would you want that though? I mean, why not? Why not? If if that's I mean, actually where we're going, and it it starts to cater for like ninety percent of people, and at some point, hundred percent of people. Why would that not be a direction? Why wouldn't? But there are certain things that you have limit, like you have certain limitations on the iPad at the moment that we've Platforms. been talking about before. Yeah, uh, like things, things like the App Store or things like sandboxing. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like those are still going to be limitations. Y yeah, I, I totally agree with that, and that's what the Mac is for. But I mean, that will be more and more nichey over time. Yeah, right? so maybe the Mac will be forgotten. Maybe you but will only have Swift UI, uh, sorry, um, Catalyst apps on the Mac. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? If if the iPad is a full replacement for all of my workflows, I wouldn't care that much. Because the hardware is... I, I much prefer the, the iPad hardware over the Mac hardware. So far... Okay, I don't think that's true. I think you prefer the Mac hardware over the MacBook Pro hardware. Uh, sorry, the iPad hardware over the MacBook Pro hardware. I prefer the iPad hardware over any mobile Mac hardware. Yeah, yes. but you still would want to have a full-blown iMac or Mac Pro when you're when you're stationary. So sure, I'm saying you feel that's like what I'm saying, right? It's it's definitely niche. Like it's the the niche it covers is or the the chunk of people it covers is growing. Like yeah, I would yeah. still for the time being have a desktop computer at home 
and then have an iPad potentially as a MacBook replacement. That's more where I'm yeah. seeing it first, right? That's what I, I also well, think for ARM Macs, thinking. right? The ARM Mac would be the most interesting for portable use. Mm-hmm. But so would the iPad be the iPad Pro with iOS 14 and whatever we're seeing there and all the, the Apple uh, tools that they're hopefully releasing would be a better um, mobile Mac replacement than it will be an iMac replacement, right? But I don't see why the iPad platform can't now also grow in different form factors. Mm-hmm. You know, now when we have a fully supported first party input with mouse and keyboard, why wouldn't we at some point see a 21 inch stationary uh, iPad? Yeah. You know, that is not not impossible anymore. Yeah. I'm not, uh, this is not a prediction. This is more, if we're looking at where this is going, I think we're kind of. It always seemed like Apple was not interested in it becoming that. But I feel like this kind of changing the way input works now all of a sudden opens the door to to a lot of different form factors and use cases that Apple seemed to not focus on before, before, like, this week. See, I think... I've been thinking of this as well like i think this the this is definitely opening it up to more users as being like their primary device and i'm thinking people who might primarily want an ipad and they like the touch input they might be able to have this and attach the keyboard to it when they want to get real work done Mm -hmm. and i think that might be like it's a good use case for people who just want that one computer they're usually on the go and like it could be very beneficial for that but i'm but i'm seeing this sort of like this could potentially be like a rip like a like a replacement like a software replacement so it's just another OS in the end it's not going to be a portable device OS it's going to be like something like not to the same extreme but like how windows is to mac os it's going to be ios or ipad os and um mac os mm-hmm. like it's just going to be another software version that you can use and i think that's not a problem but i'm just concerned that if so many users start going to this other platform that is actually working as a as a like desktop replacement, then people might developers might put less focus into the apps that are like should be that we are using today on the Mac. Yeah, but realistically, if the iPad platform, let's say the twenty seven inch iPad um, <laughs> that Apple will release in twenty twenty one, if if we're still around. Um, <laughs> It, you know, and everyone, that is the better machine for everyone. Mm-hmm. Is it a problem that we're focusing on developing for that platform that has more appeal, is potentially cheaper, is yeah. faster, is, is more reliable? I has- don't think it would be a problem, but I'm just sort of trying to play in on the fact that you are a huge I, um, iMac user mm-hmm. and you like to use them, like you like macOS. So Definitely. how do you as a macOS developer who doesn't want to have a portable device most of the time feel about this switch? But it's that's the thing. It's not a switch, right? It is an alternative that now starts to be appealing to someone like me who's probably the most hardcore desktop Mac user i i know <laughs> you know um so if if that starts to be appealing i i don't i'm not inherently saying the, the mac over everything else i always said the mac mac os over ipad os as of to what it was yeah but now i can see a future in which that might i mean it's unlikely going to happen this year but i can now <laughs> yeah. see a future where that is becoming a at least a candidate for me where I'm like, should I get a new, like when my, my iMac is due for an upgrade, do I go for, if that would exist, 
would I go for an iPad, 27-inch 20, <laughs> iPad uh, computer, or would I go for uh, another iMac? Hmm. I mean, there are so many benefits with Apple's ARM CPUs that are crazy fast, the, the GPUs that are way faster, and we're not even seeing, like, crazy core counts, right? Like, if you're looking at the, like, uh, the, the core counts of the iPad, it's an 8-core CPU, which is crazy, but it's not, like, on a desktop machine, they could push that up quite a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, my iMac at the moment is a is a quad core CPU. Um, mm-hmm. It's not. I, I I think there are a lot of benefits to that, but it's hard to bring ARM. I think they did. I feel like we're we're getting to a point where ARM Mac is becoming difficult because of all the the, the legacy baggage that macOS has. Okay. And I mean, Apple is definitely capable of doing that, and they've done those kind of transitions before. But considering that those platforms become closer to each other now, especially now it seems like Apple is more open to to those kind of input mechanisms and therefore more open to those kind of workflows. At what point are they too close to it being worth it to try to get people to make ARM Mac apps as well? Mm-hmm. I don't That's know. That's a good question. Um, it might be. It might be. It's. It's not. This is not a prediction. It just seems interesting right now. The time yeah. we're in and that that kind of. I didn't think before I saw what it looks like, I was like, yeah, trackpad on an iPad, that seems silly. Mm. Now after seeing it, I was like, hmm, not so silly. Yeah. No, and I, I've, been, I've been feeling like, I mean, we've been talking about it. Like, if there is an Xcode on the iPad, that would already be appealing. But mm-hmm. I think now when there's a different input mechanism for that, that's even even more appealing. And I think you asked me the question earlier this week, Kai, if I could imagine having a period where I just use an iPad, because at the moment I use a laptop anyways. And I could definitely see that, especially if I'm specifically, if I'm mostly working in Swift UI, but I definitely need more pro tools to come to the iPad. And maybe this welcomes mm-hmm. that. And it, uh, I'm interested to see. I don't want to, like, uh, I'm not negative about this. I think it's, uh, I'm really curious to see what's happening. And maybe it will be, like, maybe this will end up being better than any Mac experience, any macOS experience we had before. But at the same time, I, it could also mean that the Mac mm. is still existing, but it won't be having as many good apps anymore. And that could be problematic if we are not completely satisfied with just, the iPad. Yeah. Otherwise, that just accelerates the move towards iPadOS. But yeah. I mean, also, realistically, it's not going to be iPadOS iPadOS 14. This is we're talking 15, 16, yeah, plus, right? Um, like even things like the, the multitasking needs for that. I mean, multitasking I thought was fine for for fine in, in air quotes for what the iPad tried to do, but for it to be a more pro tool, it needs to change, and for it to be more usable with the kind of new input mechanisms and if they want to go into like larger sizes i don't i don't think it's useful for an ipad 27 inch ipad to have kind of just a slide over on the side right it it would have to become more capable for those kind of things and i don't think that's what all all of this is unlikely to be released this year um so i'm not i'm not saying the, the mac is dead i'm just wondering at what point do those platforms get too close to each other to still be worthwhile for Apple to ship our Macs and go through all the the pain points that would come with that mm. and all the apps we would lose as a result of that and all the potential restrictions that macOS on ARM would, would bring for the platform yep, yep. and those kind of things. I just wonder, like, the longer we wait on making the switch, the less value there seems to be and the more 
um, like legacy software we're losing that makes part of what the Mac is the Mac. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I agree. It's, I mean, <laughs> I'm hesitant because I'm hesitant to be as optimistic as you because yes this is another we need step more optimi- towards optimism um, in this world zach <laughs> especially this yeah, time of yeah year. but you know my place on this show i i am negative <laughs> and um critical of of things um no no it's no but like because every everything you said is right but <laughs> i think we're still not that at sounds point like a stretch where, like we're, we're inching no we're inching closer towards this convergence but I still feel like we're not at a point. Like, it's not just like, oh, Xcode on iPad could make me suddenly, uh, make me suddenly want to use one. And like, yes, the hardware is super appealing. Yes, the performance is probably where we need it to be, um, for an iPad to, to be good enough to use on a, uh, as, as a daily device mm-hmm. for building apps and things like that. Um, but iPad OS is still limiting. Yes, uh, having trackpad, better trackpad support is a step in the right direction. And it's one of, it sort of solves one of the problems that exists with, I mean, it does, so, I mean yeah, like I, I guess ergonomically mm-hmm. is the, uh, you know, if you're sitting down in front of an iPad all day, touching the screen is an ideal. So yes, having a, a trackpad input is, is good. But like, for example, looking at the, uh, I don't know if either of you watched the video with Craig mm-hmm. Federici where he was previewing, um, the iPad. That I mean, that's the bulk of my interesting um, sneak peek at uh, WWDC potentially too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, quite possibly that's a a new way to do things since I can't get up on stage. Um, but yeah, just just watching that that video, it's it feels weird. It feels like this is a um, like 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 cursor interaction has been added. I don't want to say it's an afterthought because I know it's not an afterthought, but it kind of is. It's sort of like how can we make a a yeah? How can we make a cursor work on this touch first interface? Mm-hmm. Like looking at so for example, how it goes from uh, how how the cursor goes from being a pointer to highlighting mm-hmm. buttons when you hit buttons. Like that interaction feels weird. And granted, I haven't used one, so it might be that this feels very natural when you're using it. And um, you know, fully acknowledge that like this is just coming from a position of not having used it. Um. But it looks weird, and I feel like it would be weird because it's like, especially you know, you 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 use your iPad, um, you're using the the trackpad, you look away, you come I back to your iPad thirty seconds later, point. five minutes later, whatever it might be. Where's mm. my cursor? Like, what does it look like? Is it over a button? Um, like Mac that was OS- the first thing I thought about, but then I thought about I have that on my iMac yeah. too. You know, that's why Apple added the wiggle feature to make it like the size of a of a house because yes. you lose it all the time. And you can still do that yep. on the iPad as well. Yep, and that's that's what I was getting at. Like that's a good way to do it. But the yeah, it's just like you I think that the cursor on on a Mac screen though can kind of stand out. Like I'm looking at mine now. I've got it on this on this big monitor. I can still spot mm. it. It's it's black and with it's black with a white outline like it's mm-hmm. always going to stand out on something but with this it's like oh which of the 20 yeah, buttons yeah. on screen right now are mm. subtly highlighted and look i'm sure it becomes natural over time but that's sort of just the first um impression mm-hmm. there and then other things like um the uh the cut copy paste menu mm-hmm. whatever it's called like it just looks a little the interaction looks a little bit weird like highlight some text mm-hmm. and then move your cursor up and it's like is this in cursor mode is it in highlight button mm-hmm. mode like just that side of things seems a little bit mm-hmm. odd um it's cool it's exciting like i'm perfectly like i'm 
cool with seeing the iPad get better and get more capable. And, you know, if it becomes the go-to device for go-to desktop device for a lot of people, then that's really cool too. Um, from a, a personal perspective as a developer, like I said, even if Xcode came, I don't know how realistic it would be to use. I mean, how many times a day do we use um, command line tools? How many times a day um, do we need to to uh, do things with Fastlane, yeah. do things with Brew? Like, just there's, there's so many things that couldn't be achieved on an iPad yet. Like, yeah, we need the terminal for iPad OS. And that's the thing. Like, I think there's still missing pieces. Um, personally... I, this is a bit weird, but like I'm a messy person and my Mac, ref- my Mac screen reflects that at any given time. Like yeah. I have a million things open. I want a million things there. I, I, I mentally know where everything is, but anyone who looked at my Mac would go, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at my Mac now. I've got two screens. I've got five application windows that are visible um, and half of it is still empty. I have like, like I could have, I have space for so much more. Um, yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's just that that's kind of how like. When I'm in work mode, I have a million things open, but it's like something reflecting every part of what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Um, iPad still isn't there yet. We're getting there. The multitasking is still quite limited. The number of windows you can have on screen simultaneously is limited. Mm -hmm. Going between windows is quite clunky still on iPad. So, And don't get me wrong. Those things need to be fixed for that, right? It's just... I feel like yeah, yeah. it seems like Apple's more open to go that direction because I feel like this is the first commitment yes, yes. in that direction we've probably ever really seen. Yes, you're right. If they would want to change... And because, you know, once upon a time, we probably would have said, oh, they'll never add mouse support, yeah. mm. they'll never add cursor support to the iPad, but here we are. So, mm. I'm definitely not ruling it out for the future, but it's not a case of, oh, I mean, this iPad hardware-wise is perfectly capable, but software-wise, I still feel like it's not... Uh, at a point where I would consider a full mm. switch and an mm. iPad would always be a companion to my Mac. But I, I at definitely, like, again, this this mystical Xcode. Um, if you get to f- flow all of a sudden where you you, you have this, those crazy CPUs on a device, you no longer have to spin up a simulator, right? Because you don't need to simulate, you, oh. you just run the binary that you're generating, right? So if you get to a workflow where you like hit run, everything is directly running, you can directly interact with it. I think those workflows, especially if you have, or or if one imaginary setup, you have a big screen and you have the iPad in front of you. The iPad is just a canvas for what you're actually building. And the, 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 your, your monitor is your Xcode interface and you just hit run and it's there and it's fluid and it works directly and you can make changes and your, your debugger integrates with that and you can actually, you know, those kind of things are... <laughs> AR view debugger um, <laughs> you know those kind of things have so much potential to to actually have a positive kind of feedback loop and kind of work direct uh, you know it's like mm-hmm. compile times is kind of taking you out sometimes mm-hmm. and like so many people talk about that for React Native and now with SwiftUI where you get previews and they're so powerful and I think the iPad workflow can in theory accommodate that and then some and if we get to that point it will just be like you you still can use the old way the air quotes old way of working or the new mystical Mm -hmm. way and i think it is that sounds to me appealing enough and considering how much of my time i spend in code editors that that might alone convince me to make that a very fundamental part of my workflow and i think that could be exciting and it is Allowing for a lot of things that we we can do right now that that could be I mean again probably more years out than I would like it to be, but it it seems like something I could definitely enjoy a lot. 
And I think yeah, that could be exciting. No, you're, you're totally right. And it could be a case of the iPad becomes the best portable computer. So, if you were working on hmm. um, on the train, on the bus, um, the iPad might be ideal. And I think really you mentioned Swift UI and I think we and the simulator thing and I think we really are getting there where that kind of the Swift UI interface almost makes more sense on yeah. an iOS type device where you've got the live previews constantly refreshing mm-hmm. it's running on the processor that the app would be running on it doesn't yeah. need to spin up like you said a simulator um so that part of things is all really cool but then if you want that desktop experience, I st- at this point in time, and, and I acknowledge it totally could change, uh, plugging an iPad into a 27-inch monitor doesn't seem to be the best way to get software. No, it's not right now. Uh, but but also, we're a niche use, right? Like, soft- I mean, mm. I know Apple says developers is their, their number one uh, pro use, but still, uh, it, relative to the world of... Um, basically business where everyone uses mm. their their devices for email and video calling um mm-hmm. developers are such a, a minority mm. in that and and really this might i look at i look at the tools people are using for working from home like um sort of uh business people finance people like you know they're in and out of spreadsheets they're in and out of word they're in and out of excel um i said portrait uh, slack like those kind of applications mm. and and honestly for a lot of those things um the ipad it is quite capable, quite pretty good. Um, the portability is really nice, being able to use it anywhere around the house. Performance-wise, it's not a problem. It's honestly the um, the the CPU in those iPads for for crunching numbers on spreadsheets and things like that are probably better than a lot of the <laughs> laptops that companies give out yeah. as their corporate machines. So um, we are sort of approaching that point where it might be a, a more practical device, I mean, for even more for development tasks, like the single single core pr- compute on those things is is insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. So, 100%. and I mean, I think our workflow is just a good example of a very pro, in again, uh, very pro, one very specific sliver of pro, but it needs, has a lot of requirements that if, I think if development for, for the device you're sitting on is solved, that will translate quite nicely to a lot of other workflows. Like for my sister, she's, she's an author. She mostly writes stuff. For her, like I mean, it's horrific to see her iPad because uh, her um her MacBook because whatever operating system she got when she bought the thing is what she's running for the rest of the lifetime of that machine. I would love her to move to an iPad, but at the moment she can because ergonomically it's just not working for for her workflow. Right, she's working on a. I mean, not a huge screen, but a 24-inch uh, monitor uh, with a with the keyboard that she likes and and a mouse, and and that's how she works. So, why and do you think it would? Why, why do you prefer her moving to an iPad? Because she wouldn't like all the things that the Mac does are not really what she needs, or mm-hmm. the, the reasons the Mac or the things that the Mac does best are not the things that she's using it for. The mo- main reason she uses the Mac over over the iPad is ergonomics. Mm-hmm. And that is now a big step in that direction where it becomes feasible for her. And I much rather would have her use an iPad because of things like automatic backups, right? At the moment, it's such... It's, it's annoying. I installed Arc and she has backups now. They're kind of running. But I much rather had her be... All of this being like a self-sustaining system where mm-hmm. she has her her drafts she can write her things not that me telling her how to work but i i just see her using her iphone she's comfortable with her iphone the mac is overwhelming to how she would like to work she's using it because she's kind of forced to buy how how she's working how the ergonomics mm-hmm. of working for her are and i think that that is now something that is 
I, I mean, if if I would be in in Germany right now, and I, I would love to see that experiment to s see her use I iPad OS 13.4 for, for mm. like a week and see if that is a workflow that should work for her. But I, mm. I don't see any obstacles now for that workflow. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of those type of workflows, like the spreadsheet example and the like mostly email example, those all of those are like made significantly significant steps in the direction where that becomes more and more feasible. Our workflow isn't covered yet. That's why I find that one interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and also because I'm, I care a lot about the things I spent my time on. <laughs> um, um, but if, if that's worked, if that's solved for us, I, I think that will cascade down quite nicely to whatever workflow, other pro or non-pro workflow you would have. Mm. And yeah, I think that we're, we're, well, it's for me personally, it's the first time where I'm like, I'm excited for iPadOS 14 mm. and what Apple is announcing for that. Like when, when Apple announced it last year, I was like, okay, iPad stuff seems fine, mm. but it wasn't relevant to me. Now I'm like, all right, yeah. I, I can, I can see a future that I would like. Let's see if Apple's going that direction. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. about that. And, but now you can really see why Apple decided to separate iOS and iPadOS as well. Yeah. And that, that's another hope, right? Now when yeah. it's more separated and like, I don't think we'll see non-accessible ability mouse input on an iphone right mm -hmm. that i don't think that will happen yeah but that means those systems if if they now diverge into one that can kind of work that way and the other mm -hmm. one doesn't that is that is kind of what we want but that also mm -hmm. means the ipad is now moving slightly closer to the mac again so it's mm -hmm. interesting period would you if you would get if you would have one of those ipad pros or the previous generation would you consider the new magic keyboard <sighs> Would you consider no spending your entire life savings to have... <laughs> no, it's too <laughs> not, expensive. Not today. It's um, a 500-something dollar keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's 400 no here, but it's, cr it's crazy, I, right? It's like yeah. half the price of the iPad in the first place for a keyboard. No, I would probably possibly. look into alternatives because there are third-party keyboards that could work quite nicely. Yeah, any any Bluetooth thing will work, but yeah, Logitech but also, also has a 150 US yeah. um, keyboard with trackpad specifically designed for the ipad is that a is that a cover as well i think so yeah. so i did see one earlier today i don't remember what company it was but yeah they made a specific like cover it's more like a surface type of cover because mm. it's a bit harder but i think i would probably look at that to first see how much i'm ending up mm. using it and then if i'm like i but don't i don't thing, know right? why i would need the other one but maybe it's like oh i would love the angle like how, i i really don't know but like i do think apple products tend to look pretty neat mm. but i don't know if it's 500 i don't know if it, it's 500 dollars <laughs> yeah despite all my positivity about the new ipads thing this is exactly what i do not like about apple right now like really a 500 400 dollar mm. See, I still is, think... Like, who... Why? Like, I can't is, see why, why that makes sense. I don't think it makes sense, but I still think if you're a person who primarily uses your iPad um, as a handheld device, and then you also want to be able to type on it, this is still cheaper than buying a MacBook as well. But barely. Like <laughs> No, but it's cheaper than buying both, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but you like <laughs> to think that, you know, $600 worth of value in the Mac isn't because of the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, could, it could very well be, but you would hope not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's... I mean, they have to price the at least for replacements of the butterfly keyboard uh, mm -hmm. in, into the price um but it's but, not even having a butterfly keyboard no, right now, butterfly. So. but it's just i don't i don't understand i don't understand the reasoning here this just feels like you want to 
keyboard, give us all your money then. Mm. It's like, what, what are you going to buy? It's just, I don't understand yeah, the, I do any wonder. of the... I understand it's, it's, it's a nice design and has a nice hinchy thing that's kind of special and it kind of floats to make space for, for the top row keys. By the way, it doesn't have function keys and escape keys, so it wouldn't be a great developer machine. What is with Apple and hating escape keys, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Why do they take try to take escape keys away from everything? Um... But it's like this is this is ridiculous. Um, if if all of us would not find a reason to buy it, and all the other developer friends that we knew and talked to about this all said this is not not within the price range of, of tax salaries mm. to buy that. Who is this for? Is this like I I don't understand if if Apple's so far away from reality, or if I'm so distanced, or if I'm too far away by how much money other people seem to make. But no, I don't know. but yes, we've been talking to people who are getting. Tech but maybe there are there are like there are a lot of millionaires in America. Maybe it's made for them, and that's enough of a market. But I don't understand the dissonance. Either we're wrong, and people are totally fine paying four hundred dollars for for that slab of plastic. Mm-hmm. I, I I just don't understand who this is for, and I don't understand why. If Apple wants to encourage people to use it this way, right? That's that's yeah. the ecosystem thing. The Apple TV didn't become a good gaming device, not because it was underpowered or because it was connected to something that people wouldn't want to game on. It's because it didn't come with a controller. And that was a big limit because the, the most people already don't like the the, the remote a lot. Mm-hmm. But for gaming, it's even worse. And not coming with a gamepad just me- means you have to buy an extra accessory. And that means people didn't care about it. That means developer couldn't care about it. That means no one made money there. And I'm worried if that's... If Apple's first, because realistically, most people who would buy an iPad would consider Apple's first party offering first yeah, yeah. because they're already in the same store. If it would be a, f- like, that's why a lot of people use the Folio and all the other Apple cases, right? Mm-hmm. That's still the most popular case I seem to see are all of Apple's cases. And it's not necessarily because they're the best, they're, they're pretty good, but it's because you buy them together. It's one purchase and you're, you're, you have everything you need. This just discourages people from using that. And I, I worry that pricing it so high that people won't buy it and therefore not enough people have it which mm-hmm. means people won't support all the the mouse i mean yeah, it's not the only I way of doing it concern. but it's like i don't think a lot of people use like a separate trackpad and mm-hmm. or tra- separate mouse and and keyboard as much as they would use this thing mm-hmm. but if if there's not enough of a like if there're not enough people buying this then enough it makes no sense for developer to support it and just feels like a a spiral of 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 unsupported API nightmare. I don't understand why you would do that. Yeah, we see, see that with so many of Apple things when they price them out of proportions, pe- developers don't support it and it makes no sense. And I don't why, like just why. <laughs> but um, speaking of reasonably priced things, that new MacBook Air isn't too bad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> especially especially when you consider the exchange rate conversion to Australian dollars, it's actually a lot cheaper here than it works out to be in the US. Yeah, and I I mean I I think there's two part. I, mean, I want to talk about the price for a second because, um, interestingly, as the Australian dollar has gotten progressively worse the last couple of years, you Apple mean now Apple, when they when like a bread is a billion dollars or something? Well, yeah, it's it's actually horrible. Um. In in London last week, I could just literally double everything because yeah. uh, something was three uh, three pounds. It's six bucks. It's and even like, compared to the that. Canadian dollar, the Australian dollar dropped another ten percent over the last week yep. or something. That sounds about right. Yeah, it's doing horribly. Nobody wants the mm. Australian dollar in a crisis because mm. 
it has no inherent value. It, it's no. you, it's used as a trading currency, right? Yeah. It's, it's an investor currency. And so no one's yeah. investing at the moment. So it's not doing well. Anyway. Uh, also great for coal. people who have contract work in Australia. Yay us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you should, uh, you should maybe hold on to it forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so it's. It's not great, but uh, interestingly, the prices for a lot, actually a lot of these new things are work out to be cheaper in Australia than than the US. And I and this hasn't been the case for a while. And it's probably down mm-hmm. to two things. It's probably down to prices were set before it dropped even further. Like it, it's mm-hmm. dropped significantly in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. But also, I wonder if we are at a point now where these Apple have acknowledged that you basically need to do special pricing for Australia because everything's ridiculously expensive. <laughs> I know it got mm-hmm. to that point in India where things work out a lot cheaper in India because. Um, it just like sort of the the value of their dollar versus relative mm-hmm. household income is just it, it just doesn't match. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I think we might be at that point with Australia now. Like the iPhones got to a point where they are ridiculously expensive, mm-hmm. and I know people holding on to their phone when phones were like eight hundred bucks. People were upgrading every two years. Now they've almost yeah, doubled, yeah. and it doesn't make sense to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I wonder if we're at that point with all of their products where it's just like, look, we're going to take our margins will be be less in Australia, but we need to sort of not price people out of the market because I was pleasantly surprised to see, and I want to double check this so I don't get it wrong, but I believe it was sixteen hundred dollars that the new MacBook Air starts at, which is by far and away the cheapest um, laptop that you've been able to buy. Yeah, Apple laptop sixteen hundred for the base to- model, and uh, yeah, okay, which is th- and thirteen hundred here and nine ninety nine in the US. Yeah, and okay. then you take a hundred bucks off for. For all of those prices is yeah. your education. It's less yeah, than so the on iPhone. the public store it starts yeah. at fifteen nine nine here, which is um yeah. by far I mean it's not for the good one, but it's it's by far the, the cheapest Apple laptop yeah. uh, in a while. Yeah, it's interesting also that Apple didn't I mean, I wonder if we'll see an adjustment soon and then all of a sudden they're way more expensive, or if Apple is uh, actually eating yeah. that to 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 not lose like I I think those prices will cut into their they're, you know, Apple's purchases are often ecosystem. Like if mm-hmm. if you start to consider other computers, you might also consider other phones and then you consider other headphones. And I wonder if that's like, a, all right, we're, we're at a price point where most people cannot afford that. But then yeah, again, they're selling the this stupid end. keyboard for four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're right. but but especially at the low end because I think we've spoken about it before. But I really, over the last couple of years, have really struggled to recommend a laptop for mm, my student yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. Like because what student wants to spend two and a half grand, which really is the the baseline that you needed to spend until now to get a half decent laptop, even with student mm-hmm. pricing. And it just doesn't make sense. At that point, it's like, go buy a Windows P- like a Windows laptop and upgrade it every second year and you'll still come mm. out ahead. I mm. always mm. have the latest and greatest, but, you know, mm. buy the, the $1,300 ones. So, yeah. um, I think at the low end, you need something to keep people around in the ecosystem. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems to be what they're doing and not worrying too much about currency. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But those, good. those machines in general that. are great, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Like, like they're all all significantly cheaper than the macbook pro 13 inch mm-hmm. and they're actually really comparable like you can spec them up to comparable to an entry model 13 inch macbook pro and i would actually if i would be forced to buy a new laptop today and i hope i'm not um i would actually get a top spec macbook air over the macbook pro just yep. because i don't see the reason to pay for a touch bar i don't, I don't like it i don't want mm-hmm. to pay for it and like it's it's a really nice machine it's actually f- like f- as far as ram goes like it even has specs that are ahead of the the macbook pros and it's a bit smaller and it's a nice very nice computer and it has a new keyboard which is <laughs> which is a win hmm. 
you know, it's like has extra half. Yeah, it's good to see that spreading. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> well, I think one of I, the things that I, are spreading I, at the moment. Uh, yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think I would buy it as well, especially like as a to have as a laptop. It's it's great. Then it's more lightweight. It's cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, and it's exciting to have something to point people to. Yeah, like, uh, because it's like I think all three of us in a situation where we're more frequently than average ask, which computer should I buy? Mm. And over the last few years, realistically, there was always a. <sighs> <laughs> do you have infinite money no yeah. oh man now you make it really hard for me <laughs> and it's also a bit like what do you have at the moment maybe you should stick around with that um yeah how long do you and the, wait the worst part about it all is like basically all my friends are students or have just graduated and it's like i want to keep recommending max but at some point it doesn't make sense for you know yeah. people this yeah. age to be spending like life savings on laptops it's stupid <laughs> yeah. um but also you know, like but, but so you many want people to don't... recommend them the best thing yeah mm. but so many people also don't need a super high spec ones but all of them had some weird thing that was still making it hard to recommend it mm. like I, I i think the like if you go for the the one bump up then i think 19 I mean, it's still it's still expensive. I'm not saying Apple laptops are cheap. It's still an expensive but computer. But it's still cheaper but than the Pro, right? Huh? It's it's always cheaper than the Pro, yeah. right? Yeah. But the 1999 MacBook Air is a very solid computer, even with moderate to heavy workloads. Hmm. And and the the entry 1600 is good for anyone who's just needs a computer. You don't yeah. do anything special. You just need a computer. This is a really good computer. It probably lasts you many 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 years. Um, it's it's really nice to just have that as a as a part of the lineup again. So why would I get this computer rather than the iPad? Then? I mean, again, if you need a Mac, you need a Mac, and then mm. that's that's what I would recommend. If yeah, but I think the people who are maybe students who just want to use it for like everyday use, maybe the iPad could work in the future. I think we still need some more software updates, but I think in the long term, maybe the iPad would replace this too. I mean, that's kind of where it's that's the interesting thing, right? This is somehow turning magically into the iPad episode. Who knew one year ago that Cup of Tech would spend so much time on talking about uh, the device none of us used at that point? Um, hey, we talk about things that are interesting. We'll <laughs> stick with it. Um, but, you know, the, the interesting thing is if the iPad would be a full replacement with iOS 14, 14 15, whatever, 14.4 apparently will be the big one. Um, um it would at one in one hit replace the MacBook Air, the MacBook, the MacBook Pro. <laughs> it would replace the entire MacBook range with across the bench better performance, across the bench better displays, across the bench better FaceTime camera, better rear cam- or rear camera at all. You know what? Across the bench replace the entire MacBook line, and that's why I think it's such an interesting device because it would be one device that could replace the entire range, and then the Air being. Like a, in a range that we didn't have before, mm. you know, I I don't I definitely foresee the MacBook Air to also get the the um, touchpad keyboard case treatment at some point in the mm-hmm. future, right? And all of a sudden, we 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 brought the entire computer mobile computer range down to affordable price again, unless Apple uses that opportunity to hike the prices who knows but overall if 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 we would get to that point that would be quite exciting mm-hmm. because all of a sudden all the prices dropped all the capabilities increased the maintenance decreased and would be would be an interesting uh interesting time but in meanwhile go buy macbook air if you were waiting for a new mm. affordable ish macbook 
Yeah, I think it's it's really good of a recommendation. Mm. A good thing to recommend. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but I would I would suggest going for the um the one with the quad core processor. Yeah, yeah definitely. Not if, the if one gigahertz uh, two dual. If core, you yeah. listen to the show, you probably want to at least get that one. Um, but I te- definitely see people who would be happy with a dual core as well. Mm. And I mean, they're they're not like the tenth generation Intel CPUs are pretty pretty decent. Um, overall, I mean, the i3 is a bit on un- in the lower end of 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 uh, performance, but it's it will be fine for like your your like for my again my sister as a someone who is mostly using Pages for most of that her day, then it's fine. I don't. She would literally waste three hundred dollars to upgrade, so it's not worth it for her. Um, but if you listen to the show, if you have any kind of, if if you think of yourself as an advanced user, you probably want to upgrade. Mm. So let's do things of the week. Yeah, I see that none of you guys have done your homework. I do have done my homework. I have not written it down, <laughs> and I have the problem of already having mentioned my pick in the show. <laughs> okay, uh... Uh, in this show today. Yes, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. I'm I... trying to figure out what it might be. All right, Zach, do you want to kick us off with your thing of the week? Sure, I can do that. Uh, now I have to pull up the name again. But um, it was it was basically support local businesses with the specific uh, pick being still local, still open.com, um, supporting some great nice. businesses in Surrey Hills, in Sydney. I, I did mention it earlier, so I'm not going to go into detail, but it applies to everything. Just like keep trying to buy stuff from like small local mm-hmm. businesses that keep people employed um yes it's not going to be easy and yes uh there's probably going well there's definitely going to be less money to go around for a while but we are lucky in tech that we most people in most if not everyone in tech is probably going to work through this and you know come out not much worse off at least financially um <laughs> so use that extra money that you've got and, and, and also the money yeah. that you're not spending um yeah but to like still support like don't hoard your money yeah. uh and know, the same, toilet paper, but also <laughs> help people. <laughs> but also the same applies to like indie apps. I do think indies will struggle a lot more than mm-hmm. people employed by large companies because large companies usually have yep, bigger yep. buffers. So support local businesses, but also support your local local favorite indies. Like if if your favorite indie app and you know there's they're smaller, uh, have a tip jar. This is a great time to use the tip jar because like even even the larger indies uh, do seem to see a significant drop in their revenue at the moment which mm-hmm. makes sense right who thinks of uh apps in a time where it's like you you, you can barely find groceries in in some grocery stores there's definitely other priorities but this is yeah. also a good chance to and tip jars are not running out so there's an unlimited supply of tip jars in in apps so it's a great time for those kind of anything also reach out to people if you know like a local local shop or grocer or whatever you know and you know they're closed reach out and see can if there's something you can some way to give the money right now like i I, all of them will at least appreciate it and positivity it's it's going a long way as well as as our money is all right cool good pick marlin what's yours um so my pick this week is a mac app called daisy disc what's a mac Um, so da- <laughs> have you guys heard of this Daisy Disk? Yeah. Yes. Okay, then I'm not going to explain it. Don't. No. Uh, so Daisy Disk, Daisy Disk is a sort of so you know when you're using your Mac and you're just going along with your life and everything is great, and then you get this pop up saying um, disk 
almost full. And mm -hmm. then you have to start looking, oh, what can I delete? Like, what should I, what should I do? There's, I, I need to free up some space here. And then you look at like Apple's sort of separation of what, what, what takes up your space. And it doesn't show you that much detail. But it's um, getting surprisingly decent. It's getting like, better. It's, it's yeah. But Daisy Disk is something that you can run and it shows you files that you might not need anymore that you, um, that are relatively large that you might want to delete. Mm. So it's a, it's a great way of seeing like how, what your distribute, just your distribution of stuff on your, on your petition mm -hmm. to actually see what's installed on your Mac and see what you potentially could delete. Um, so I was able to free up a lot of space when using it the other day. Um, because I had a lot of old things, old files related to the Xcode simulators that I could delete. And those are things that are usually quite hidden. You wouldn't like, it's nothing you store as a user. It's something that's stored by Xcode. So that's, yeah, it helped me be able to delete those. So it's really useful. Uh, and I recommend it. Mm. And there's a free trial available. And then it comes to 1399 after that. Pro tip. If you are a, developer and you want to delete all your simulators for all the runtimes you don't even have on your machine anymore uh xc run sim control delete unavailable gets rid of all of those rather than you having to manually go through that which is tedious hmm. cool good pick uh, what's your pick kai my pick of what's, the week? what's your thing this week my kai? my thing of the week is um a TV show called Mr. Robots. Ooh, we just recently really finished one. it. Mm -hmm. It is, I think, um, right now it's also a good time to watch a lot of TV because uh, I've got to find things to do indoors. And TV yeah. is usually an indoor activity. How convenient. And Mr. Robot is one of the my favorite TV shows I've watched this year, I would say. Uh, I would say it's my favorite show I ever... One yeah, of the favorite ones I ever watched. Look, I didn't want to I didn't want to commit to that uh, on this show without giving it some deep thought but it's definitely definitely in my in my top list of tv see i given this deep thoughts <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's an amazing show every season is great almost every episode is great if you're into tech you definitely get a lot out of it has some of the most accurate representation of what exploiting people through technology looks like uh, and hacking and those kind of things and has some of the most amazing tricks in in how to film tv shows like from from mm, a yeah like the cam it's it's just like the camera fantastic. work is in insanely great so if you're yeah. if you're kind of enjoying good camera work good good uh post-production all of that it's it's definitely and i don't think i've ever seen anything that even got close to this mm -hmm. they are their their writing is is hitting it out of the park almost every time mm. there was like actors one, are amazing yeah the actors are, are stunning like all of the, it's it's just the closest if you if you care about tech and you care about a society that's falling apart um <laughs> again um it it is probably the best show in 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 for, for that it's mm -hmm. i i cannot recommend it enough uh you'll probably get a good idea it's not a tv show where you have to watch 100 episodes to figure out whether you like it or not it's you, you can probably watch a f one or two episodes mm -hmm. it is a pretty heavy show uh, yeah. i just want to warn people that it can be very exhausting to watch mm. um but if you if you're like if if you're not like a person who need to watch comedy, if you're interested in those heavier shows, it's so good, and I would really recommend trying. But it's to. also still it's it's it it's exhausting at times, but it's usually still bingeable. Like I sometimes have TV shows where it's like they're so exhausting, I need almost like a two day break after each episode. <laughs> um, while this is still it's it's exhausting sometimes, 
in a positive light ish like it still feels like a a thing that you're very engaged in and mm -hmm. you like you want to see what happens next yeah and i think it's still it's still on that like it's definitely close to the line of being like too exhausting but it's it's it made it it stays on the on the positive side on the good side of that so yeah can't recommend it highly enough if you're if you're looking for a tv show to watch while being locked in this seems like a good one mm. that's a really good one mm. all right cool. cool all right Yeah, let's talk more iPad next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. I mean, maybe we'll have new stuff to talk about. I mean, like, it's, it's it's interesting because we don't have uh, public releases of Xcode 11 for you. I know it's coming. We mm -hmm. don't have the public release of iOS 11 for. I know it's... Sorry, X, sorry X, Xcode and iOS. I can't remember which one I said. We don't have the public releases yet, yep. but we know they're coming. <laughs> um, it could mean there's still announcements on the horizon, though. Mm. Uh, I would because sort of not everything that. is out of the way. Yeah. What would you expect? I would kind of expect that there are th maybe device simulators for devices that we don't know about mm -hmm. in Xcode 11.4 mm. um, and therefore it being held because at that point it would be silly to hold something hold a release if if you have like another announcement mm -hmm. let's say Tuesday d this week mm -hmm. um, yep. so I, I definitely expect there to, to be some more stuff coming out or at yep, the very least trust for that MacBook Pro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what happened. Yeah. At the very least, it would be nice to get the Xcode 11.4 uh, GM because mm. that would be quite fun to, to try out some of the new hover states. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. All right. Have a good week. Chat with you next weekend. Yeah. Sounds good. For my on my last day of isolation. Yeah. Ooh. Stay sane. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. <laughs>